Our reading this morning, uh, we will start with in the book of Mark, chapter 10. Uh, if you want to turn there, uh, we'll begin in Mark, chapter 10 this morning. If you've got your Bibles, you want to turn along with us. Uh, but we also want to read over in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, uh, and also in Ephesians, chapter 4. Um, so we want to read in those places to start with here uh, this morning. Again, Mark, chapter 10 uh, is where we will begin at, and then we'll go to 2 Corinthians, chapter 3. Uh, and read a verse, and then we'll also go to Ephesians chapter 4. And we want to read a verse uh, there also. Again, Mark chapter 10, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, and Ephesians chapter 4. Those three places will be where we uh, begin at, and just wherever else we feel the need to go to today, um, we definitely will. Our scripture reading this morning, we want to read to you first, is found in the book of Mark chapter 10. And I want to skip down to the very end of the chapter to the 46th verse. And I want you to think about to yourself this morning, what happens when the blind meet Jesus? What happens when the blind meet Jesus? You might even want to start beginning by asking yourself, who are the blind? What does it mean to be blind? Not to see or maybe not to even see clearly. You know, I've learned people that are legally blind, they can see. It's just that the percentage of what they can see is greatly diminished. So when we talk about what happens when the blind meet Jesus, let's look at a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Beginning in verse 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out to Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people... Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. So here he is, he's right along the road and he's begging. And I believe that he's got physical needs in his life and I believe there's spiritual needs in his life. I believe this morning that we all this morning have physical needs and spiritual needs. But notice what happens is that when he was begging, the others have heard the requests that are being made. So you know what? Sometimes it's okay for us to realize is that our requests are being made and our requests are being heard by other people. Let's read the 47th verse. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. Be quiet. Ah, be still. He said, don't, don't, they need to, you need to be silent now. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, he said, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What would thou that I should do unto thee? Jesus asked that question. You know, it's one thing if I ask you a question, what can I do for you? Because if you say I need you to fix my car, I'm probably going to say, let me point you to a good mechanic. Or if you ask me to do something, I can't. If Jesus, being God in the flesh, can come to you and say, what would thou that I should do unto thee? Folks, you're in a good place. This morning, is there anybody here today that's ever come to the place and Jesus himself has asked you, what can I do for you? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. 
And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 14. But their minds were blinded. Again, notice what it says. Their minds were blinded. Blinded just means to be made dull, which means it's, it's not very sharp. And I, I know sometimes we hear people say that their thinking's not very sharp, but that's kind of what they were talking about here is their minds were blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Notice what he said is that there's, there's a blinding that can happen. Ephesians chapter 4 in verse 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Now, when we talk about this blindness today, it's, it's how our minds can be blinded, our hearts can be blinded. Easily we understand the idea that what it's like to be or for people that are physically blinded. Now, I think we all can go back to the book of Mark chapter 10 for just a minute. And we can understand it's a very unfortunate circumstance for a person to be in and to be blinded. But you know what this morning we see is that it's, it's an unfortunate situation for people to be blinded and to be lost and in sin. But here's the good news I want you to know this morning. You do not have to stay in that state. If you are unhappy and you're discontent with the state you're in, God will come to you through His Spirit and He will ask you that very question. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? You see, blind Bartimaeus was given an opportunity. But in given that opportunity, he had to seize the opportunity. Let me ask you this. Have you ever had your mind and your heart blinded and God has given you an opportunity so that you might be able to see, but you didn't heed that? Jesus was passing by this way. Obviously, there was a lot of fame that was about him. Obviously, there were people that had heard a lot about him. And blind Bartimaeus, we see here in that 46th verse, and it says, there was a great number of people. Jesus passing by, and it says he was coming here upon not only a crowd of people, but I believe that he was coming in contact with old blind Bartimaeus. And when we talk about this morning, when blind people meet Jesus, things in their life change. Let me ask you something today. Do you believe that it is possible for people to have an encounter with Jesus and change? Absolutely do I believe in that and I pray that you do too because if you've ever been saved, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say you can have an encounter with Jesus and your life will change. You can go to living a good life to living a peaceful life. You can go from doing the things that are right to doing what's obedient under the, the Spirit of God. Those are two different things. And we see here that it says there was a great number of people. What if, and I don't know if I always want to play the what if game, but what if blind Bartimaeus would have said, I know I'm blind and I need to be healed, but I don't want to go see who Jesus is. What if people today did not want to heed what God's word saying? What kind of condition are they going to be in? If people are blinded, remember what we said in the beginning is, when the blind meet Jesus. 
Undoubtedly, blind Bartimaeus had met a whole lot of people in his life. But do you believe there's a difference in meeting people, and I mean just kind of generic or uh, holistically speaking, just people in general. Do you believe there's a difference in those kind of people versus Jesus? I believe Jesus looked just like other people. I believe that he, he walked and he talked and now he was tempted in all these areas just like you and I. The difference is he was God in the flesh. Today, folks, you need to understand and we need to be reminded even that, that Jesus passing by is not just another person. And indeed, the Holy Spirit of God is a person. But not only is it just something that's passing by, it's someone that is passing by. I love the song we sing from time to time. It says, there's a reason that Jesus passed by. If you and I are meeting here this morning and we can feel the stirring of the Spirit of God and in that servant's heart, Jesus coming before this congregation of people and He's asking you this question, what will thou that I should do unto thee? What does He ask of you this morning? But you see, blind Bartimaeus, as he came in and he was about to come in contact and see who Jesus was, he had just a few hindrances along the way. Do you believe in hindrances this morning? And what I mean by that is, maybe instead of hindrances, I should use the word hurdles. Do you believe that sometimes along the way, God is trying to lead, but yet the devil, or seemingly life, gives us circumstances that become hurdles? You know what? I believe instead of, uh, uh, instead of us trying to get around the hurdles, I believe that we should be able to jump over them or move them out of the way. For that's what happened. Blind Bartimaeus, he began to cry out to Jesus, and the people are going to ridicule him. Uh, and it says he cried the more because they truly felt like that in these hindrances that he had, he was going to persevere. You know what I love about blind Bartimaeus? He's not necessarily going to listen to what everybody else says. He's worried about an encounter and a relationship with Jesus. Folks, what would our life be like if people would just tune everybody else out in their opinions and their theologies and say, Christ, I need a relationship with you. For when the blind meet Jesus... Things are going to change. They see things in a different light, literally speaking. They see things in a different perspective, literally speaking. Things happen when people meet Jesus, when the blind is going to come and meet Jesus. And notice what he did, and that the people told him there, uh, it says a great number of, and so blind Barnabas, uh, as he sat by the wayside begging, uh, and in verse 48 it says, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. They felt like that Jesus was an important person. Jesus was, matter of fact, so important, he didn't have time for blind Bartimaeus. I want to dispel any kind of a myth if there is. Jesus has time for you this morning. And I want you to know another myth. Churches are not on routines and schedules that we're in a hurry. For I can tell you this, we will stay here as long as a person needs to stay here. If you need to commune with Jesus, you commune with Jesus. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to service and we've stayed there over and over and over again. Or time and time and time again, we would stay there because it's all about a person doing whatever they need to have that relationship with Christ. It's about the blind meeting Jesus. It's not about how fast or how slow that you may go. It's not about any of those things. It's simply about if you have a desire to meet Jesus, we do not want to be a hindrance to that. You know, a lot of times people say, well, let's hurry this up or let's just wait till a more opportune time. 
I'm going to tell you something this morning and I'll tell you on behalf of this church. There is nothing more important to us this morning than a lost soul being saved by the grace of God. There is nothing that we do not have time for more than a person that needs to commune with Jesus to commune with Jesus. We're not in a hurry. We're not in a rush. If you need to get him, you need to get to him, you get to him. For those immediately begin to say, and they charged him, they said, you need to hold your peace. They truly felt like that blind Bartimaeus was going to be a hindrance or he was going to disturb Jesus. Folks, if there's anything that goes to bothering or troubling Christ, it's those that don't seek after him versus those that do seek after him. This morning, which category do you fall in? Do you fall into those that are seeking after and others are telling you, stop, wait, listen, now's not a good time? Or do you fall into the category of those I'm going to seek? For notice what he said in that 48th verse, and it says, He cried the more. One thing I believe about blind Bartimaeus is he was bound and determined that he wanted this blindness to be removed from him. I believe this morning there are people that they're blinded in their minds. I believe there are people that are blinded in their hearts because sometimes I stop and I step back and I think, Lord, how can people not see what I see? How can people not feel what I feel? And I do question that quite a bit. I thought, Lord, am I so much different than other people that I feel the way that I feel? And you know what? I believe there are other people that roam this earth. I believe there are people in the Lord's church and the army of the Lord that, 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 that are persistent and they're determined that they are going to find Jesus and that's why he said he cried the more. I pray this morning that if you're here and you need to get to Jesus that there's nobody going to say anything that's going to deter you from seeking after him. If people tell you stop now's not an appropriate time. There's never an inappropriate time to meet Jesus. There's never a wrong time. That's why we tell people over and over and over again. If you need to seek the Lord you seek the Lord. If you need to do something, you do these things. For notice what he did. It says, and it says, uh, he, he began to uh, cry the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. You know, I want you to notice in our, our scripture here this morning that blind Bartimaeus knew the condition he was in and he asked for God's mercy to be bestowed upon him. And I believe this morning that if you'll turn back, and I'm not going to read all of it in its fullness, but if you go back and you read in that 32nd division of Psalm, uh, it talks about how the Lord comes along. Um, let me read, if I may, beginning in Psalms 32. Let me skip down about the third verse. Notice what David talks about, the, 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 the pain, the agony he was in. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. The pain that David was talking about was not because he sought after God, but it's because he refused to seek after God. You see this morning, being silent with God is not helping you, it's hurting you. And he said, when I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into drought of summer, Salah. I acknowledge my sin to thee. My iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions of the Lord. And thou uh, forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Salah. And you can keep reading that, that entire chapter there. How he talks about how that, that he sought after the mercy of God. And God gave it to him. 
And God desires to do that. For he tells us again a little later there in Psalms uh, chapter 72. And I believe it is in verse 12. For he shall deliver the needy when he crieth, the poor also, and him that hath no helper. Did you notice the condition that, that the psalmist has gotten in this morning? Notice what he said, for he shall deliver the needy when he cries. He said, don't be silent, don't hold it back. He said, be willing to call out. You see, blind Bartimaeus here that we're reading about, he cried unto the Lord. And they told him, he said, you need to be silent. Folks, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes our, our services get way too quiet. Sometimes we're way too still. We don't want to say what, what, what God has laid on us. Folks, today, if you've got something you need to say, remember what he said, that, that he shall deliver the needy when he crieth. He said, if there's something you need to cry out and say or do, God's going to hear. Blind Bartimaeus, there in Mark chapter 10, it says he cried. And he says, they told him to hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. And he said, thou son of David. Uh, he said, how... Mercy on me. Is there anybody here this morning that's going to be different than blind Bartimaeus that doesn't need the mercy of God? We need the mercy of God. We all do. Uh, some have already found it. Some are still in need of it. But notice what he said. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. You know, this morning, when's the last time you just asked the Lord to have mercy? Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. That's what the song says. Now, when's the last time you said, Lord, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you by. Please, Lord, don't pass me by until I grant you grant me what I stand in need of. And what we stand in need of is, is that, that, that we might meet Jesus. For when the blind meet Jesus, they are going to see. Notice what he says here. I'm going to keep reading for just a minute. He says down in verse uh, 49, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. In other words, the one they were trying to push away, Jesus said, no, that's not the way this is going to happen. So it says, and they called. And it says, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Isn't it amazing their demeanor and how it changed? First of all, they were saying, don't mess with Jesus, you're going to bother him. And now all of a sudden they're saying, you know what, you've been called by Jesus. They knew what he had the power to do and they also understood. I want you to listen to this. This is pretty, this is pretty important to us to understand. Is that they knew that if Christ acknowledged them, He could do something in their life. He, he, they knew that situation and circumstance that if He would just listen, that things could change. Today, how excited are we as a church that Christ has called you as an individual and He's come before you and said... What will thou that I should do unto thee? Notice what blind Bartimaeus did. Backing up to that 50th verse. And he casting away his garment. Rose and came to Jesus. You know what? I don't believe that blind Bartimaeus was holding on to anything. He was ready to let go. He was ready to let go of that. Let me ask you this. If Jesus comes before you. And you've been summoned. He's, he's called you to come unto Him. You have that invitation. What are you going to let go of? What do you have to surrender and let go of? And He said, and He says, He casting away His garment, He arose and He came to Jesus. And notice what He had to do. He had to give an answer. He came unto Jesus, and then by giving an account and answer that He was ready and willing to receive, Jesus answered and said unto Him, 
What will thou that I should do unto thee? You know, a lot of people cling to a lot of stuff. A lot of people cling to pride. A lot of people cling to the worldly riches and all the wealth that we may have here in this life. But I want you to notice this morning what, what blind Bartimaeus did. He was willing to let go of all of this. Jesus came before him. And could you imagine that feeling? Blind Bartimaeus being blind couldn't see for the Lord to come to him and say, What will thou that I should do unto thee? And I believe this morning that if you ever want to get saved by the grace of God, you've got to be willing to surrender and let go and then come the Lord. And then when he asks you, what will I do? Well, the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I may receive my sight. He immediately got an opportunity. He immediately asked. And he immediately is going to get his sight. Folks, our salvation experience with the Lord is not a long drawn out process. The invitation comes. We get our heart where it should. Jesus says, what could I do? He asked him what he, could, what he could get his sight back. And then we see here, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You know, this morning, I want you to notice what it says. is that blind Bartimaeus got to that point in that place where that he wanted to get to a place where it says, And Jesus said to him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee there was a command given by Christ. This command he gave by to him, he says, Go thy way. You see today, if you're wanting that sight that you won't receive, we've got to listen to what he said. That's why he said, Go thy way. For he goes on to say there, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Christ tells us very quickly how important it is to believe in him. Your faith in me, notice what he said, thy faith hath made thee whole. You know, of all the things that you can have towards the Lord, let me ask you this, I'm going to pause that question. There are people, or do you think there are people with hatred toward him? Yes. There's hatred because he, why he didn't stop this, or why he didn't deliver from that. Do you think there's a jealousy that, that, that even existed even amongst the Jews, you might even say, do you believe there was a jealousy that, that this man was the Messiah in the manner by which he was? Do you think that those things existed? Of all of the things that you can have towards Christ, the most powerful thing you can have is faith in Him. Do you believe in Jesus? Now, you know what I've learned about a crowd of people? Is that in that crowd of people, you had one that was seeking it, one that was searching after Christ, and you had people literally right beside him saying no. They were kind of on two different pages. You know what I've learned about even a church service? We can be on two different pages this morning. Somebody sitting in one place can have faith. The other person may not have faith. And that's why he said, Thy faith hath made thee whole. This morning, I, I want you to know that I believe in God. I believe in Him and what He's able to do. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Blind Bartimaeus did not just go up to Jesus and say, Jesus, give me the best you got. He didn't just come up and say, whatever you think I need. He didn't say, give it to me. He said, I want to receive my sight. Do you have anything specifically you need to pray for? I don't care if it's a job. It doesn't matter if it's about uh, life or, or if it's about health. It doesn't matter if it's about your soul. Do you have something specific to ask Christ for?
If you do this morning, do you believe He can grant those things? Do you believe that He can answer those prayers? The Scriptures are very plain. You have not because you ask not. Or you ask amiss. Which just simply means you ask, but you really don't believe in it. You're really not truly having faith in what it is that can happen. I have no doubts that every one of us here this morning have something we need to ask of Him. And we see here the blind Barnabas, he didn't just come before the one that he had heard all about. There was a fame about this one. He didn't just come up, and he didn't, but he came up to him and said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Do we think there's other people in blind Barnabas' life that needed help? Yes. The thing is, he needed to get his life right first. You see, for every individual, we got to get ourselves right. we got to get things right in our life. So when the blind meet Jesus, things are going to change. And we're going to read about that in the latter part of this uh, last verse here of, of Mark chapter 10. But he says, Thy faith hath made thee whole. How much faith do you have in what God's able to do? You know, how much faith do you have that when you came this morning that things were going to happen, that things were going to, uh, to, to, to transpire here this morning and what God's able to do for you in your life? Notice what he said. He says, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. But notice what happens. Immediately he received his sight. Folks, God can act and God can act Quickly. I believe in therapy. I believe in rehabbing things back and working on all kinds of stuff. But I don't believe that when it comes to Christ that we're talking about stuff that is a drawn out process. I believe he can do something instantly. For when people in the blind meet Jesus, things are going to change and change instantly. When people's eyes are open, they're open instantly. When their hearts are open, they're open instantly. And it says, immediately he received his sight. Aren't you glad this morning that we can petition him? And he, Christ knew what he, that blind Bartimaeus was at. But when he came to him, I keep thinking about that question. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Here we are this morning with a grand and glorious opportunity. Christ is standing before you. The Spirit of God is stirring in your heart saying, What can I do for you? You've got needs in your life. Just ask. And I can grant them. But you got to ask believing. And when you ask believing, he said, he, he, he had faith in God. And he says, immediately he received his sight. Is that the end of the story? Now, when we said in the very beginning, when the blind meet Jesus, do you believe that things change? Absolutely. For notice, let me back up just a second. Do you believe that people can have an experience with Jesus and it changes their life? Yes. Notice what happened here. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Did blind Bartimaeus know who Jesus was when he was blind? Yes. Did he know who Jesus was after he got his sight? Yes. How is it possible that blind Bartimaeus knew Jesus not because of his sight... He knew Jesus by His voice. You see, that same voice of God that tells you to come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest, is the same one that will say, peace, peace be still. It's the same voice that will speak to you. And blind Bartimaeus followed Jesus in the way. 
You see, I believe that, that Christ did something for blind Bartimaeus, and I believe that blind Bartimaeus is doing something for Jesus. A change happened in him. And it says, and he followed Jesus in the way. Back up just a little bit. Do you remember he had taken off his, his garments and he had laid them behind? He didn't go back after those things that he had shed off. He followed after Jesus. You see today, when it comes to you seeking after Him, and I, we talked about people have to shed off pride and, 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 and the desire for wealth or whatever it is, you don't, blind Bartimaeus didn't want to go back after the things he had shed off. He realized he didn't need those things after all. I'm going to tell you something about being saved. The things you let go of, you realize real quick, you don't necessarily need those in this life. God changes your perspective when you get saved. And it says, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. If you're sick in life, guess what? You follow after Jesus, you're behind the, the great physician. You get lost in life. You try to figure out where you, where you need to go. If you're following Jesus, guess who you got with you? You got the good shepherd to give you the, the guidance that you need in life. And he says, he followed Jesus. The very instincts that he used to find the Lord was to listen. He began to follow after him because a change had happened in his life. This morning, do you believe in a change in your life? We read to you here, this blind Bartimaeus, we read to you there in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 4 about how the minds are blinded, how the heart's blinded. Today is Christ coming along and is he removing the blinders of all of those things and is he looking at you and saying what wilt thou that I should do unto thee and Jesus said unto him go thy way thy faith hath made thee whole this morning my prayer is that if you feel that still small voice of God speaking to you saying what can I do for you that you'll ask him and I'll tell you this if you'll ask believing I believe he'll grant it